This is the Lacrosse Classified Podcast on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and indoor lacrosse. Each week, we'll cover the hottest storylines and talk to the biggest names in the sport. Now, let's talk some lacrosse. You found us. Welcome back to Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Lacrosse Classified is coming at you. Thanks for joining us. As it's Jake Elliott, Evan Schemenauer back with you. Another week. It's BC Day weekend here in British Columbia. It's a long weekend. It's Monday morning as we record Lax Class this week. Uh, no days off, Evan. We're back at it. The grind don't stop. Uh, happy BC Day back to you there in, in Saskatoon. I know you're going on, on vacation right after we're done here. Yeah, it's Saskatchewan Day here today, but headed off to Banff later tonight and Finally, getting a week off from some of the madness that's been working lately. Yeah, I know you. You got a, a bit of a garage door issue. If you if you ever uh, want to go see what's in Evan Schemnauer's garage, now is probably the time to do it. Uh, just stroll Thanks. by and and, uh, <laughs> and have a peek. I don't think he can get his garage door. I had a bit of a weird night last night. I'm I'm a little bit off. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not even talking about the double overtime game between the Bellies and Birds in game number three. We'll we'll get to that. After I got home, and I'm kind of, you know, trying to unwind a little bit, uh, relaxing, just about to fall asleep. It's about 1 a.m. in the morning. A bird flies into my room. I, My cat started to go absolutely bonkers. I didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden, I look up, and I see this little black circle just flying around in my room. I thought it was a bat for a second. I duck under that. Like, it freaked me out, man. So then I'm like, I'm in the dark. I'm looking for my phone. I don't know whether I should, like, turn a light on to try and direct it towards the light or leave the lights off. So eventually, I I get up. Like, I duck down. (laughs) I get out of my room. I close the door. My cat's still in there. The bird's circling around in my room. I'm looking through it. Through. It was in there for about 10 minutes before it finally found the sliding door to the patio once again and flew back out unscathed. But I has anything ever like that happened to you? I didn't know what to do. It's happened to me once or twice, actually, before. Of course, living in rural Saskatchewan, it's, I guess, a little more common. Maybe. I don't know. But um, no, that and... You know, in Bermuda, we constantly have little things like uh, little geckos sometimes getting inside yeah, the house. Yeah, they yeah, normally yeah. didn't try to, or tree I, frogs were a bit of an annoyance when they got in the house at night. These things, you could hardly, they're smaller than your the nail on your thumb, but they make so much noise that it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, like, I, I, it was 1 a.m. in the morning and pitch black, so I thought, like, is this a bat in my room right now? I don't know, I don't know what kind of bird it was. Uh, but it riled me up. I had a hard time getting to sleep, so I'm a little off my game here this morning. But we got a great program for you. One P was not enough, so we went out and got another one. We got Tyler Pace coming up here in about uh, 18, 19 minutes time. And then Mike Poulin, Pace and Poulin coming up on the program. Georgia Swarm goaltender Mikey Poulin, first time for him on the program, uh, and we'll welcome Tyler Pace back. Lots to talk about with those two. We got uh, report cards. We got who you got. We got news and notes. We got it all here for you on episode number 39 here on Lacrosse Classified. Evan, let's uh, let's get right into it here so we're not late with our guests. Let's get to our report cards. 
Uh, report cards brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. More than just a boot store, they carry a wide range of hats. We're, we've been giving out hats every single week, cowboy hats from Stampede Tack. We're going to give out another one. we got a winner, and uh, we're doing it again this week, so pay attention. Get your picks in, who you got, and win yourself a hat. Uh, if you don't like cowboy hats, they got fishing, camping, hiking, you name it. They got the hat, Stampede Tack and Western Wear, stampede.ca. Shop online. It's shopping local. All right, Evan, uh, report cards here. Let's do this. Uh, where do you want to start? F-A, you tell me. We have got to start with the A after <laughs> we gave the D out last week. We have got to start with the A. There's okay. no choice in that one. Fair enough. Uh, here on Lax Class, we don't enjoy calling people out for doing dumb things. But we have to. That's our responsibility. And and it's not so much this was a dumb thing. This was just something that needed to change. I don't know if we should really take all the credit for being responsible for this. I kind of feel like we should and I want to. But I don't we know if we can. So. Uh, but last week, if you recall, I went on a bit of a, a rant, if you will, Evan, about having white nets and a white ball. For a big playoff series between the New Westminster Salmon Bellies and Maple Ridge Burrards. So, I show up to game one in Maple Ridge. And much to my delight, what do I see? Black Nets there for the game against New West. Now, game two was a couple of days later in New Westminster. And we didn't know what was going to happen, but... I went to the game for an eyewitness account, and there they were, Evan, for warm-up black nets for the bellies. So, guys, well done to the Berards and the Salmon Bellies. Uh, series now 2-1 Maple Ridge after a double overtime victory. Curtis Dixon with his fourth of the game. 17 minutes, all 16 and change into double overtime. Uh, 12-11, your final. What a game last night from Cam Neely Arena. But both these teams had a D last week. You get an A this week for getting black nets and having no controversy happen during this playoff series. Well done to the bellies and birds on getting an A. Well, I guess we got to give some credit, too, to the league as well, who has now mandated the mm, black nets. Yes, hearing, so. hearing this is mandatory now that all teams, and, and these, I guess these were the last two teams. I kind of went back and looked. Victoria had black nets all year. I'm pretty sure Nanaimo did as well. Uh, I mentioned Burnaby after <laughs> after me getting on him for a full year last year. They came out with with new nets this year, uh, and it was just New West and Maple Ridge left. They got it done for playoff time, so everybody is in order now. Um, and I, and I love to see it. I love to see it. white well. net, white ball. No, black net, white ball. Yes. Uh, I, I, go ahead. I mean, to be honest, I never expected no. this to happen. No, I mean, it was not really. Kind of a a complaint in our side for some time. And then when you you shot the photo saying, you're not going to believe what the, what's going I on Maple Ridge. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> well, hey. I'm thinking, is, is this a crazy coincidence or is somebody listening? I think maybe a little <laughs> bit of both. somebody's listening. I think it, a little it, bit it of was. both. Yeah, I walked yeah, into Queen's but, Park uh, on, <laughs> on what, what, what day is it now? I guess it was uh, on Friday. And... Uh, I saw I saw the the GM of the Bellies, Dan Richards, is there, and I and I kind of walked by with a bit of a smile on my face. I said, "It looks like somebody's getting an A this week," and he kind of gave me a smile back, like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> I hope so. Sort of thing. So uh, that was kind of neat. Uh, Bellies, Berards, you get you go from a D, you get the A. Uh, that's how it works here on Lax Class. Let's get to B now, Evan. Um, I got sent this from a guy named Tyler Leithwaite, who is the son of a Salmon Belly legend, uh, Al Leithwaite. Tyler got up in front of council in Pitt Meadows, which is, you know, it's maybe something you've actually done before, Evan. I don't know. But you, you've seen these kind of council meetings on public access. To it's not a comfortable situation for somebody to stand up in front of a big panel and, and make a pitch. And Tyler did this um, to get some support from the city of Pitt Meadows to apply for a senior C franchise and get the game growing in the town of Pitt Meadows, which is kind of smack dab in the middle of Port Coquitlam and Maple Ridge. It's a bit of a smaller town. Mike Mallory is from there. Um, They don't have a whole lot of minor lacrosse, if any. And Tyler stood up in front of council, made a very well-spoken application to the city for their endorsement, got it from all council members, and he's trying to grow the game there in Pitt Meadows. And for that, Tyler Luthwaite, you get the B letter grade. I think this is great. Absolutely great. Anytime you get another team going. And we also got to give a B to Ryan Sheridan. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned this. Now, Ryan Sheridan, if you don't know, 18-year-old lacrosse player for the Junior A Timberman. And this kid is going to be something special in a couple of years to come. He's a good player now, Evan, but he's big. He's athletic. He's got soft hands. And uh, the kid can play some lacrosse, and he's going to get better and better. But he scored a goal. He got called up for the senior team in in a playoff game at home in his backyard there in Frank Crane and goes one-handed sub shot behind the back. Jack Bionda and put some smoke on it now too, Evan, and banged that thing right into the top corner in a playoff game as an 18-year-old junior A call-up. So you get an honorable mention B for that move right wow. there. The guts on this kid to actually pull it off. Now, of course, he's already past the point where he can go forehand on the shot. He's too far across. But your normal reaction should be behind the back, try and get something on net. He pulls this off, and to be frankly honest, good on him because either he's going to be a hero and his video played 100 times, or he's going to go back to the bench. The coach is going to be giving him an earful, and and as an an AP, you might not see the floor for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I I hate to take away the imagination of lacrosse players when they want to try stuff like that, and there's time and place for it. And and honestly, like, he could have gone over the shoulder, yeah, but it wasn't the wrong shot for the situation. Like, it was the right time to try it, but just the fact that he's – a junior A call up. He's 18. It's a playoff game. Like all the scenarios going into that, that that takes a lot of guts to try and pull that move off. But as a coach, like I don't think you ever kind of want to take that away. And that's just him watching guys like John Grant Jr. and Curtis Dixon and whoever have success with this and say, like, it's probably not the first time he's tried it, but that was a big moment and it was a beautiful goal. One of the goals oh, of the year, no question We're about good. it, in the WLA. So, uh, honorable mention B. There to uh, Ryan Sheridan from Nanaimo. Uh, let's move along here, Evan. We got three letter grades left. We've done A, we've done B. Here is C. Calling goalies for an illegal equipment. I'm going to let you state your case on where you come out on this. Again, C, not so good, not so bad, just kind of something that's there. 
goalies being called for illegal gear, where do you come out on it? Yeah, this came out from, I believe it was game one of the Bellies series where where Alex Bouquet had this jersey which was elongated and it's draping and it's covering part of his five hole. Um, I think it was the under, me, the under the arms almost looking like bat wings, I think, was more the issue as far as the length goes. But the jersey was what was in question, yeah. what they called against Alexis Bouquet, which was deemed illegal, by the way. Yeah, I mean, the rule is the rule. And the thing is, with when it comes to goaltenders especially, even the slightest quarter of an inch difference is the difference between the ball going in the net and the ball not going in the net. So... This is something that, you know, as a long-time official, I I know the rules are there. I know they need to be dealt with. Is it often you're going to see somebody call it out? No. Does it need to be called out more often? Perhaps it does. But when you're, you know, I guess people will say, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Mm. But let's put it this way. When something's illegal, you got to fix it now. Granted, the reason that the Brards were down as far behind as they were was not because of Bouquet's jersey. Maybe they're looking for a bit of a momentum changer. That's sure. fine. Yeah. But you know what? If you stamp it out in game one, you can deal with it in games two to seven. There you go. So so here's where I, I come out on it. First, you know, for people that get pissed off at coaches making this call, as a head coach, if you're not trying to do everything in your power – to help your team win, are you really doing the best job that you can? Think about that. So if you think in your heart, hey, this goalie is clearly illegal, but it's kind of taboo to call him, so I don't think I'm going to do it. How do you think your team is going to react and say, well, what, like you, you know what I'm saying here? Like, If you don't call it, are you doing your job? And and you're right. It wasn't the reason the Brards were down in that game. It wasn't the reason they lost that game. Bouquet tied his jersey up in a little knot, and the thing was skin tight as he finished off the game and held the Brards to four goals. I will say Bouquet is a repeat offender. He's been caught doing some illegal things with his equipment before over the last few years. So... But I will say, if you are going to do it, there's no point in waiting until the third period of Game 6 to call it. Call it in Game 1. They did it at the start of the second period, and then the issue is corrected for the rest of the series, and you can all move on. I get the goalie union saying, you know, what are you calling here? Goalies have been doing this for years and years, pushing the envelope, seeing what they can get away with, whether they flare out their leg pads, use an extra little big on their stick, um, the jersey dangling down too low, pulling it up so their gloves flare out. There's all sorts of little tricks that goalies have been pulling over the years, and I, I get it. Like, they're looking for an advantage, but... When you get caught, you get caught. You either get kicked out of the game or you take the penalty and and you move on. It's there for a reason. The rule is there for a reason. I have absolutely no issue with coaches taking a chance, even if they don't get the call, making a taking a chance, doing their job, trying to get their team an advantage. And um, that's the way I come out on it. No, I mean, and that's the thing is that as an official, if you look at it, if if you were to try and call this out on game five or game six, you'd have a hard time doing it when it was okay the first four games of the series. Yeah. 
So if it's called out right away, it's done, it's dealt with, it's out of the shooter's heads that there's a problem, the referees won't call it. It it needed to be done. I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on. Uh, D, and this is kind of like a combo D here. The PC Junior A Lacrosse League was supposed to have a best of five final for the BC final, which was being played between Victoria and Coquillam. If you'll recall, New West and Victoria went to a seventh in deciding game in the opening round, Victoria coming out on top of that. So an island team and a mainland team in the BC final, both in the Minto Cup, which needs to be told. Both these teams are have qualified for the Minto Cup without even playing a game in the BC final because two BC teams are in. So it was supposed to be a best of five, which, you know, some pundits back in Ontario were up in arms about already, saying, oh, you only have to win four games, and now you're making it a best of five in the final. That's Bushley. I personally, I get this. Like, I, I, it's about winning the Minto Cup. It's not about winning the BC final. But it's a bad look, a real bad look, when you figure out which team is in the final and then change the format before it begins from a best of five to a best of three. That just does not look good on the league, in my opinion. And further to that, what does Victoria do? But they... (laughs) So now it's a best of three, okay? Stay with me here. It's a best of... And then Victoria decides, well, we're going to sit our starting goaltender and best six players for the entire weekend. Coquitlam blows out Victoria in the first game, 11-1 in the first period, and put it on cruise control for the rest of the game. They win game two rather easily as well. And the whole thing, like the whole BC final, and again, I get it. It's about the Minto Cup and winning rings and all the rest of it, but it made a bit of a mockery out of the BC final, not only changing it from a best of five to a best of three, but then Victoria sits half their lineup for the BC final, and and it's over in two games, and that's it. I have far less of an issue with this, I think, than you do or others do. Now, I think back to last year, the Rocky Mountain League only did a best of five final because both teams were in as well. Right. So that's not unusual. Now, the key is, what's the prize? Ontario the prize did a best of three final in 2017 as well. Now, mind right. you, more teams make the playoffs. They play more series. They play more games. But leagues do it. Like, when two, when you're hosting and you got two teams in, there's no mm-hmm. point in kicking the snot out of each other for a best of seven when you're both going to the Minto Cup. Right. And that's the, the key. I mean, reality is, Victoria had a starting goaltender who was injured. He didn't conf- finish game six of that semifinal. You, do you want to risk him not being in the lineup for the mental? I wouldn't. Right, they, I don't, did he even play? I don't believe he did. No, but he didn't I play in either, either of the BC final. I, I get it. I right. get all that. My, my issue more than anything, Evan, is that you guys decided on a best of five, and then when Victoria won game seven, it was, oh, let's – change it to a best of three because we got more travel and it's more money and all that it's just a bad look i don't like coming down on my friends at the bc junior a lacrosse league i i i don't but when you do something like that you're gonna get a d letter grade and that's what just happened yeah but but if the either of those two bc teams wins the minto at the end of the day 
probably made the right I call. hope that's what happens. I'm on record, man. I hope that's what happens. And, and again, I get it. I just think it looks bad. If you're going to make it a best of three, make it a best of three. And if it's a best of five, then you play the five games regardless. Don't be switching just because a certain team won right before the final. It, it It's a bad luck. F, Evan, we got to get uh, going here. We got Tyler Pace coming up. Uh, this goes down to Junior B Tier 2 over there on Vancouver Island. I don't know how much you know about this situation here, Evan, but I, I caught wind of this uh, via Facebook from a couple of different people. Junior B Tier 2. So not Junior A, not Junior B, Junior B Tier 2. Two teams from Vancouver Island get in the Provincials because of the way that the league is structured. So both these teams are going to the Provincials anyway, but they met in the island or the the league final, uh, West Shore and Saanich. West Shore had not lost a game all year long. Saanich had a player that was suspended for three games for some pretty egregious actions near the end of the regular season. He served two of his three games in the series previous. The final was supposed to be a best of three. So the coach of Saanich mistakenly did not write down on the score sheet this player was serving his third of three games for his suspension. He did not play in the game, was not listed on the score sheet. Now I want to make sure I got I want to make sure I get this right because they had not lost a game. 9-5, they lost game one. They win game two with the player back in the lineup. But West Shore did not say anything until after game two when if they notice something like this. I know this is a little convoluted. They are supposed to alert the proper people right away. They did not do this until after they had lost the game. Then drew the matter to the attention of the commissioner, who, from what I understand, is pretty close friends with the owners. They they come back. This is Junior B Tier 2. They come back and go with the commissioner and say, oh, you didn't list down the player in game one that he was serving as third game of his three-game suspension. So now you're forfeiting game two, and instead of playing a third and deciding game for the provincial title, Sandwich gets stripped of their one win or their one loss for West Shore all year long, and they win the provincials. Over a technicality of not writing a player's name down on a score sheet, which they tried to go back and put on just after the game started and got denied. So they were aware of it. Everybody was aware of it. They knew the kid wasn't playing, and they still appealed it and got this overturned. Ridiculous. I'm going to make this real simple. I'm assuming that they use point streak just like most of the other leagues do. They have updated online stats now. This is something new to the okay. Junior B Tier 2 League, which right. apparently the, the folks there with Sanich are, are partially responsible for improving the league stats. Okay, so... In point streak, there is a very simple function where the administrator, whoever it is, the league, can put in the player's name suspended and the number of games they have remaining. So all they literally got to do is the league punches that in, the scorekeeper has the score sheet with the names on it and has that name on there. Obviously, they don't know the functionality of this machine because we've been using this function for about seven, eight years 
like this is this is a little ridiculous. <laughs> they had a chance to make this right and play the third game for the. They made it about themselves instead of the kids, and we're not talking junior A lacrosse here. We're talking junior B tier two, and at that level, for me, Evan, it's I get it, it's junior, but it's about participation. It's about development. It's about having fun. And it's about letting the kids decide it on the floor. Not a couple of parents going, oh, look at we have a technicality here. Let's call them out on this and strip them of, of a win because we lost our first game of the year. It's petty and it sucks and it's not right. And I hope Sanich goes into those provincials and puts a whooping on West Shore because they deserve it after that move. West Shore, you get the F this week. All right, Evan, let's, uh, let's get to break, shall we? Let's calm down. I'm probably, I probably, probably need to calm down a little bit more than you. And let's talk to Tyler Pace, Pacific Coast Lacrosse, PVL athlete, Calgary Roughneck, and Victoria Shamrock. Tyler Pace on the other side here on Lacrosse Classified on the Let's All Stars Podcast Network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is Dwayne Jacobs, GM of Six Nations Chiefs. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Star Podcast Network. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lax All-Stars Network. You just heard it right there from our friends at Pure Vita Labs. Anything else would be on Sports and Lake, find them at pvl.com. Their social media at Pure Vita Labs. They're always posting up the good content there on the gram and uh, this guy's always seems to be the center of attention he's in all the photos the videos he does it all he's sponsored by pvl why don't we start there it's the victoria shamrocks and calgary roughnecks pacific coast lacrosse tyler pace back on the program tyler thanks for doing this Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, my pleasure. Our pleasure. Uh, I'm sure PVL's pleasure as well. You were one of the kind of the first guys to, to get under the stable there at PVL. Um, what is it about those guys that you like, and, and what are your some of your favorite products that you use? Um, well, they're local, so it's, it's always nice to work with a local company to just be able to go in and sample some of the stuff and work with the guys and understand where their heads are at. Um, obviously, the Game Aid just it's for me it's better than having gatorade there's no sugar it's just a healthier alternative to the electrolyte stuff um i like all the proteins that they have the creatines um and then i use the glutamines as well and the bcaas you're up three nothing against the timberman at the moment um game four happening at, tonight as we speak it'll be the uh day before the podcast comes out uh, with the other two teams, Maple Ridge and New West, really battling one another, it looks like they're headed for a long series. Is it important tonight to just get out of the series and get some rest uh, waiting for the final? For sure, yeah. We want to get out of this thing as quickly as possible. We we know that those other two teams are powerhouses and they're just going to beat, beat each other up. Um, so the longer that series goes and the quicker our series goes, I think the better the better chance we have in the finals. 
Speaking with Tyler Pace here, and uh, it's been a, a bit of a, an odd year for you, Tyler. You go down with a with an injury in Langley pretty early in the season. You missed a large chunk of time. Didn't even really get to spend any any time with your Thunder this year before being traded to Victoria. I know you're going to end up back in Thunder Country, but what's it been like to to kind of put on the green uh, Shamrock jersey? That's something that's got to be a little bit foreign to you, but a, a real good group there. You get uh, your buddy Connor Robinson going over there with you as well. What's it been like to be a Shamrock? Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have Connor there with me uh, to just travel with him. It's it's nice to be with somebody on those ferries. Um, as far as playing for the Shamrocks, it's different than any other BC team I've ever played for. Um, it's it's like a whole community. Everybody sort of comes together to to watch Shamrocks games and support the guys and it's really it's really a cool atmosphere to be a part of. I saw the photos uh, from the last game, your Roughnecks teammate Reese Dutch out there on the floor uh, walking boot and all you know, just throwing the ball around. How tough's it got to be for a guy like him, you know, who is you know, so tied to the Shamrocks, not to be able to get to play this. And by the same token, with the Roughnecks, how's it going to be tough adjusting? He might not be available opening day of the season. Yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic player, future Hall of Famer. I'm sure it's it's really eating him uh, on the inside to be missing these games. But now he's got a he's got a young family. He's able to spend a little bit more time with them. I'm sure he's not too upset about that. Um, and then, you know, obviously for the Roughnecks, we made it work last year with missing guys who were in and out of the lineup at times. Um, so we'll make it work again, and, and we're just excited to have him back whenever he's ready. Speaking with Tyler Pace of the Calgary Roughnecks, the Victoria Shamrocks, formerly of the Coquitlam Junior Adnecks, Minto Cup right around the corner Tyler, and it's going to be played at the Langley Event Center and uh, site of some success for you and your junior Adnax back in 2016, winning the championship there over Orangeville. When you see that kind of start to roll around, do the, do the memories come flowing back of, of 2016 and, and raising Lord Mento over your head? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's, that's something that will be with me forever. Um, some of the guys that are on the team now were, were on the team in 2016, so I still have some ties there, and Pat Coyle's still the coach. So I'm I'm rooting for those guys. Um, now I'm wearing a Shamrock yeah. in there and there as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you can't lose. Weird, but, you can't uh, lose. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to see the Ryan Sheridan shot firsthand. The you know the behind the back uh, underhand. We call it the beyond. This is a shot that your your rough next teammate Curtis Dixon has shot way too many times in his career. Have you ever attempted this thing? Or, you know? uh, maybe once. Uh, maybe once I've tried something like that. Um, it's it's not something, you know. I I try to bring out all the time. I'd rather just play, you know, overhand fundamental lacrosse. But obviously, <laughs> when you do something like that, it's it's pretty cool, and you know, it gets on some social media platforms. Yeah, I mean, like, and we were saying off the top, it wasn't kind of like it was it was out of the realm of possibility. It was kind of the right shot at the right time, and, and the kid just stuck it. It was a great, great play. As we speak with Tyler Pace, last one here for you, Pacer, uh, before we let you go, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about uh, 
your company, Pacific Coast Lacrosse. Uh, always doing good things with the youngsters there, getting them off to college. I know you had a lot of success with your previous recruiting class. How's the new one looking, and, and what's on the horizon uh, for Pacific Coast? Yeah, I think uh, every year we're bringing in newer and newer guys who want that opportunity at a scholarship. Um, we've already got 17 commits to the NCAA and several more and to schools in Canada. So, you know, the guys who have been in the program are, are having success and continuing on with the sport. And our new recruiting classes, our, our grade 12s this year and our grade 11s are amazing lacrosse players and, and smart individuals. And I'm very confident that many of them are, are going to have some opportunities down south and, and maybe up here, you know, at SFU or or back east. Right on, man. Well, keep up uh, the good work with those guys. Uh, keep uh, promoting those PVL guys because they sponsor our podcast as well. Best of luck with the Victoria Shamrocks for the rest of the year, and uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths sooner and later. Thanks for doing this. Awesome. Thanks a lot. That was Tyler Pace of Pacific Coast Lacrosse. Victoria Shamrocks, former Thunder, former Junior Adnack. He's a Calgary Roughneck. Uh, the kid's doing it all, man, and one of my favorite players to watch play the game, really, Evan. He's so athletic and dynamic out there, and, you know, former number one overall pick in the WLA, this kid can ball. And it's a kid that's going to be expected to contribute even more next year now with a three such, probably not in the lineup for a good chunk of next season yeah. in the NLL. Uh, you know, that righty side with no... Dutchy Berg has been traded away. He's going to have to step up and play a bigger role next year. Should have asked him why he's wearing number 68. Never got around to that. Uh, maybe next time for T-Pace. Uh, we got to take a break. We got the goaltender. He's got a new contract under his belt. Of the Georgia Swarm, it's the Poulin Wall. Mike Poulin joins us on the other side here on Lax Class on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. They'll help you reflect your company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hi, this is Reggie Thorpe, coach and general manager of the New York Riptide. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars. Growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class here on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you. Thanks to our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. They create first impressions. Find them online at associated-labels.com or their social media at Associated LP. Speaking of making first impressions, this man is about to make a first impression right here on Lance Class. It's the goaltender for the Peterborough Lakers and Georgia Swarm, Mike Poulin, on the program for the first time. Pooley, thanks for doing this, man. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure, man. Uh, you're taking a little time. I know you're with the family today. What do you got going on there? We can hear like an amusement park in the background or something. What's <laughs> happening back there? You nailed it. You nailed it. I've got uh, five, three, and one-year-old all boys, and we are at a little place called uh, 
<laughs> so we're out at a, a spot called Storybook Gardens, which is in London, Ontario. Okay. Uh, rides for little kids. My guys aren't the bravest when it comes to big roller coasters yet, obviously. Sure. So we're at like a little kids theme park, and it's a ton of fun. Well, I hope you got those things on a leash uh, for the day. Man, one, three, and five. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a handful there at an amusement park. I, well, we won't keep you long. We appreciate you doing this. Uh, one no to have you on. Uh, one of the bigger free agent signings for the – and a little free agency window that just opened up. Uh, how are you feeling about the new deal? Uh, now, Evan can probably explain this a bit better than I can, but from what I understand, uh, George is getting a bit of a sweetheart deal here. You left a little money on the table. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I took a deal that I thought was fair for me and the team to, to be in a position to still add players and, and succeed. Um, you know, winning is important to me. And, uh, and when I kind of looked at who we have in Georgia and, and the team that we've constructed and in my options out there. Um, I feel like I have my best opportunity to win. So um, I wanted to make sure that uh, you know, I, I kind of jokingly, I would never compare myself to Tom Brady, but he's, he's taken contracts that people think are nuts, but it, he's won six rings. So uh, there's a little method to his mayhem. And, uh, and I, I tried to do the same thing. You signed your second long-term deal, deal with the Swarm now. Um, what is it about the Swarm organization that has made you want to commit long-term to them? Um, I'm at a different point in my career. I'm, I'm, you know, coming up on year 15. And, uh, um, you know, for me being, when I originally signed in Georgia, I feel like there was, was one team that needed a goal, and it was Georgia. And so that had a lot to do with my decision three years ago. And in the time that I've been there, I've uh, just been, you know, treated so well by the Arlotta family and Eddie Como and Sean Ferris and Dan, Dan Latasur. Uh, it, it's just a, a really good fit for me. And, uh, you know, I came from a Calgary organization that was first class and, and every team is, is different and every coaching staff and organization. But Eddie Como has been exactly what I needed. He's, he's a level-headed, um, you know, takes takes things really easy we have we have light or, or fun hearted practices and um you know that, that that's really good for me to uh to be put in a position where i'm happy and and the coaches understand me and the gm john Arlotta is, is he's really become like family to me he's treated me very well and in my family every time they come down to georgia uh you know he, he puts my kids up and in his, his box to watch the game. Awesome. So he's there trying to watch, and he's got, you know, three little guys running around, and, and it doesn't bother him at all, as it seems like. Yeah, so don't it, kid yourself. It, it John has... loves that, I bet. I bet he absolutely <laughs> exactly. loves it. Exactly. So it has as much to do with lacrosse as it has to do with the environment that I'm in. Uh, really good young players, leadership core with Jordan McIntosh and Shane Jackson and Jason Noble and Lyle Thompson that uh, – but I think if you look around the league, you know, it's hard to, to find a more young, talented, you know, really responsible leadership group. So I, I like where I'm at on the floor, um, but also just the fan, you know, the, the atmosphere for me as an organization is exactly uh, what I need. Yeah, John Arlotta, all about culture and character comes to the top of the list when I think about John Arlotta and, and what he's built there. NLL champion, 15-year veteran in the National Lacrosse League, Mike Poulin on the program here. And, and you, you said you like winning. You've joined a team in the summer that has done a whole bunch of that over the last couple of years in the Peterborough Lakers, Pooley. Uh, how excited are you to take a run at the Manor here with uh, the Lake Show? It's been just, again, for, I, I've used the word already, but it's been a first-class summer. Um, 
Peterborough organization has been incredible to me. The, the lacrosse is something else, uh, you know, how talented our group is. Um, in majority, Peterborough, you know, homegrown, which has been, you know, special to be part of. I know it has that feeling of, of guys just loading up to, to come to this team. But when I got here, I realized how many guys are Peterborough born and raised and through the minor system. And obviously, yeah, they supplement with a few pieces here and there because they, they run a good organization and they're, they're put in position to do that. But um, but it's been a great summer. They, uh, I was on really good Brooklyn teams, too. I think one year, one summer we missed playoffs and we always seem to run into this Peterborough crew in playoff time, which spelled trouble for us, obviously. But, um, you know, to, to come and 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 battle here for an opportunity that that was that was the big thing for me because i had decided i was i was done playing summer lacrosse obviously with three kids at home and my wife sure was excited for me to be done playing summer lacrosse and then when i got a call from paul day and, and he kind of talked to me about the opportunity and, and you know going for a run for them at a three-peat uh it's just that that opportunity to win is so kind of it's such a small window like i feel like my career is is near the closer to the end than the beginning obviously that anytime you have a chance to win i feel like you just have to go in all in at it and that's what i had, I had decided to do and I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it and that they they wanted me to be a part of it with matt vince so it's been uh, it's been a really good fit and i guess it's been a lot of fun game one's in the books between you and brampton and the semifinals. brampton's not going to be an easy team to get past they're giving you some trouble earlier this season but then looking forward you could be facing your teammate, Lyle Thompson, in the finals. Lyle's got to be a great teammate to have on your side, but when he's playing against you, you know, he's the, he's the best player in the world. He's got to be a nightmare to face. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing about Lyle is, is, as a goalie, you try and think about tendencies and you try and, you know, play things out in your head about what might happen in certain scenarios, and he's an absolute wild card. He's, he's so talented. Um, his his shooting, his passing, his vision out there—it's it's unmatched. I, I really do feel you said best in the world. I agree 100. percent Yeah. And uh, you know he's the thing about him is he just carries himself so professionally. He uh, he's the hardest working guy in practice, and he sets a great example for anybody else. I've I've been on teams. I've played with some of the best players in the world, and I've never seen someone just put their head down and not not complain and not yelled at refs or, or other players and, and just work hard. It, it, it really is motivating to be around when you see, see someone like that. So uh, it's pretty cool. But if we do run into him, obviously that will suck for us <laughs> because he's, he's so good. And then they, you know, they have uh, Randy Stotts and, and Cody Jamison and, and then they've surrounded them with pieces that are so dangerous, but, uh, but they're, they're going to have their hands full. They're a really, really good Oakville rock team. So we're, we're certainly not thinking too far ahead. Obviously, Jeff Teed is a generational talent, and uh, we lost to them this year earlier, and he literally put that team on his back and, and beat a fully stacked lineup of Peterborough Lakers. So um, we know that we have to you know focus on that one before we get anywhere. Um, but I feel like Six Nations is saying the same thing, that uh, – you know, we, we had a close battle. We lost to uh, Oakville last week, and then we beat them without Rob Hellier and Andrew Q. We, we squeaked out a one-goal win. So we know whoever we see in the Ontario Finals, if, you know, if we do get there, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. And it's uh, it's not a given anymore who's going to get there. Years ago, it was Brampton-Peterborough, and then it was Six Nations-Peterborough, and, and, and it's just it could be anybody now. Last one here for you, Mike Pill. I'll let you get back to the teacups here uh, momentarily. Um, <laughs> That's you, literally where we are. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, you, I want to mention another teammate. You just mentioned Matt Vince, and, and obviously Vino, 
you know, seven goaltender of the year awards in National Lacrosse League, multiple man cups, multiple NLL cups. You as a 15-year veteran, what do you – can you learn anything from Matt Vince? Do, do you guys, like, share info or are you kind of set in your ways now and you do your thing, he does his? But it's got to be something to kind of watch and play beside who will, I think, ultimately go down as the, the greatest goaltender ever to play box across. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you, you said seven goaltender of the year awards. Like, come on, man, give someone else a chance. This is getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, um, it's I've really, really enjoyed this summer with Maddie. We So we played together for one year on Six Nations, I want to say like eight years ago. And so we, we, we got along well. Goalies, you know, everybody always gets along. But he and I, like, there was no... Um, you know, no bickering, no, I want the foot. It was, it was a really good partnership. And then, uh, so we've always stayed, you know, stayed friends over the years. Uh, but now to be back and we both have kids now and, you know, we're, we're later in our careers. It's really cool to kind of see where, you know, where we've grown to him, obviously being, you know, he's the best goalie in the world. And he still asks me what I do. And, you know, he's tinkers with his, with his stick and asks me what I think. And, and so I see him as the best in the game and wanting to like learn so much more and wanting to see what I do and how I do things. And, and then I'm trying to feed the same thing off him. I just on the drive home last night, you know, we're carpooling together, which has been an, another really cool thing for him and I'd have the opportunity to spend even more time together. But even just last night I was asking him, Hey, what do you do in the winter when this guy comes in on you? And, and we're, we're just, you know, spitballing off of each other. So it's, uh, That's cool. you know, anybody i remember when i was on the rock and i think 07 jim veltman was saying like hey if you don't just take this opportunity to learn from bob watson you've wasted it right. and and i i understand what he was saying like he's the best in the game and even if i don't play a minute this is the best opportunity in lacrosse i'm ever gonna have and even at you know my age 33 and you know having having been around a long time i'm still very much in a position of learning especially when you're around guys like matt and when you're around young guys like yeah. just seeing how they get ready now and and you know what what people do differently to study and i know vino watches a lot of tape and he takes care of himself and and we were talking about that last night you know fit goalies and you know versus you know anything else and, and, and it, it's just really cool to like spitball things off of someone who's done it all and um man his resume speaks for himself and Super glad he took the summer off to Team Canada to yeah. give other guys that opportunity. Yeah. Now, you know, if he wants to take a few more winners off, and and you know, I'm yeah. sure I would appreciate it. Yeah, we didn't even we didn't even mention the fact that you were uh, mentioned to Team. You telling me that guys just don't eat like a huge steak and a big bowl of spaghetti before games now, Mike? Is that is that what you're trying to tell me? Well, I, it, it, that is one thing that has certainly changed since '07. Right. Is uh, I remember Kyle Cooling. Kyle Cooling would order a steak blue. It would show up and it was thrown on the grill and it was flipped and it was handed to him and, and it still had a heartbeat and he was eating it when I was on the Bandits in 06. Funny and now you see, you know, what guys are eating and, and the preparation and I, my my diet is just a steady stream of coffee on game day and, and anything else I try and keep light, but it's amazing to see where it's coming from. Yeah. Fun, <laughs> funny you mentioned that. Uh, Kyle Cooling, uh, my, my former captain and junior, my best man at my wedding and, oh, no and, and, and one of my best friends. So uh, that's that's awesome. You just mentioned uh, Captain Chaos there. Uh, Mike, congratulations yeah. on making Team Canada the new deal there with Georgia. Best of luck with Peterborough the rest of the summer. Thanks for uh, spending a little time. Watch your, watch your blind side on the bumper cars there uh when you get strapped in 
uh, on the amusement. You got board. it. Okay. You got it. All Sorry. right. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again sooner than later. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Mike Poulin right there from the Georgia Swarm, Peterborough Lakers. Team Canada, Evan. He's on it. He'll be here in Langley in just over a month's time. He loves the dedication he's got to the Swarm. And just to explain the, the situation that for those that don't know, he was offered the franchise tag, which would have given him 25% above league maximum salary. Because he's turning 34 this year, he's allowed to reject that. He did. Team guy. And he's worked out a deal. Team guy. And Big worked, team guy, Mike Poole. Yeah, and he worked out a deal that's going to be much more team-friendly because they're going to have a lot of players coming up in age. Salary raises are going to be expected. This is the way that Georgia can continue to build for the future. There you go. All right, let's get to break, Evan. On the other side, we got a heated round of who you got coming up. We're tied in the standings. On the other side, it's Stampede Tax. Who you got? Stick around. This is Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Hey, this is Josh Byrne of the Buffalo Band, the Chaos Cross Club. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Welcome back to Lax Class Lacrosse fans. Jake Kelly and Evan Shemin are back with the fourth quarter time here on Lax Class 7. And you know what that means. News and notes coming up, but before we get to that, it's Stampede Tax. Who you got? And Stampede Tax, who you got? Presented by Stampede Tax, obviously, Evan. They're your complete source for boots, motorcycle, leathers, and gear. Summer riding season is here. Get the right stuff. Get it at Stampede Tax at stampede.ca. Out there in Cloverdale, uh, we're about to give another cowboy hat away. Congratulations to Stu Jopp, who went 4-1 and one in who you got last week. Posted up his picks on the Lacrosse Classified Twitter feed, at Lax Class. Put the games up there. Evans got him out there this week. Make your picks. Win a hat. Congratulations, Stu Jobb. We'll be in touch. All right, Evan. Overall standings now. Well, let's do last week's standings first. You went four and one. I went two and three. Carly went three and two. Um, Oakville was up 10-7 with like five minutes to go in Peterborough. The mailman. Mark Matthews with like 30 seconds left. Pulls one out of the fire for the Lakers. They win it 11-10. That changed everything because I would have had one more pick right than you. I still would have been in the lead. I would have went 3-2 and two instead of 2-3. and three. You would have went 3-2 and two as well. All would have been good, but now all of a sudden we're tied. But I get to host this week, which it's been a while because I've been in front for so long. Yeah, but now that you're hosting, it means that you're no longer in the lead. you got to keep this stuff But I'm not here. losing either, Evan. <laughs> I'm not behind either. We're tied. Yeah, We're yeah, tied. Yeah. 16 and 14. You are 16 and 14. Carly, 14 and 16. So she's right in the mix as well. But this right here is about me and you, Evan. So let's get it started, shall we? Tomorrow night, well, it'll be tonight when this podcast comes out, Tuesday night. August the 6th, Mounties at Raiders. Mounties pulled out game five just yesterday. Now they'll play game six on Tuesday. Raiders down 3-2. Evan, who you got? 
interesting series here where the Mounties have won every game at the Stew, and they've lost every game away from the Stew. And it's an unusual series in that three of the games, games three, four, and seven, all will be played at a neutral arena in what, Calgary. What arena? Kind of arena? What is the neutral arena they oh, are playing God, at? God, I have to take a look it up. But th- th- there's only one game at the Max Bell the entire series, which is this game. Hmm. Um, Host of the Minto Cup a year ago. And unfortunately, it's the only one that we're going to actually have an internet feed to see the game live mm. <laughs> because the other two arenas don't have it. The Raiders get a chance to play at home. They seem to be playing better when they're away from the Stew. I'm taking the Raiders to send us to seven. Stew Perpard Arena is what Evan is referring to when he calls it the Stew. Uh, that's news to me. And by the way, Calgary, it's 2019. How do you not have internet access in your arena in 2019? You're looking at a D next week, Calgary, if you don't figure that situation out. Uh, okay, you're taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders as well because I just I can't see Okotoks going out. This thing's going seven. Give me the Raiders. All right, uh, moving along. I forgot I was hosting there for a second, Evan. OLA, Ontario Junior Lacrosse, Wednesday, August 7th. Now, are they going to play game four at some point here, Monday and Tuesday? You got Wednesday. You came up with this schedule this week, so I'm yeah, a little off. They're playing, game, they're playing game three, or sorry, game four as we speak, like a few hours after we tape this. Okay, so Orangeville here on a Monday we know is up 2-1. Game four going down in Burlington. We don't know if the series will be 3-1 Orangeville or 2-2. We're taking game five here on Wednesday, Burlington at Orangeville. Evan, who you got? Orangeville plays well at home. Uh, Burlington's one win was a double overtime thriller. Uh, so Orangeville they, does you know, have you a, never know what's going to happen. Have an or, they have an overtime win, too, does Orangeville, just so you know. Yeah, but I'm taking the Hornheads. Yeah, I'm not picking against the Dark Empire. Just not doing it. I think Burlington has shown well here. Uh, they do have a win under their belt. We'll see what they do on their on their home floor in Game Four. If they win that one, then it's really like game on here. Um, we'll see what it's at. But I'm I'm not going against Orangeville. Room Four there at the Bunny Barn. I'm sure just got another fresh coat of paint, and and all of a sudden the air conditioner just broke again before game day. I don't know how it happens time and time again there. They really need to figure that situation out, Evan, on when they need to paint the dressing rooms there in Orangeville. They, they seem to do it at playoff time every year, and, and I don't know why, but it's always the road dressing room that gets the fresh coat of paint in the middle of August. Uh, can you explain that oh, to me? Oh, that's not gamesmanship at all, right? No, no, no I don't no I don't know. I, I guess they just <laughs> schedule it that way. I don't know how, how that works. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tongue firmly planted in cheek there if you didn't, if you didn't get that. Uh, major series lacrosse. This will be game three between Oakville and Six Nations on the res at Six Nations Thursday, August the 8th. Rock. Chiefs, Evan, who you got? A tough one to gauge because we don't, we haven't even seen game one yet. Um, and the Rock finished relatively strong, even though they lost to Peterborough, but without a lot of their top guys. So this is not a gimme. We're, this game's at the at Six Nations, though, correct? Correct. Okay. Uh, never bet against the home team in a close game. Give me the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oakville really let me down last week. They had the lead in Peterborough. I just mentioned that. And then they let it slip away. I think we're on a collision course here for Chiefs versus Lakers once again. I almost don't want to see that because I've seen it so much in the past decade. I mean, it's great because they're two star-studded lineups. I just want to see some fresh blood in the Man Cup. Uh, But with all that being said, I'm still taking Six Nations because I just think at home, playoff time, that's when the Chiefs start to heat up. You with me, Evan? Heat up. The Chiefs are heating up. Hashtag. Uh, Give me Six Nations. WA, game four. That goes tonight. Tuesday at Queen's Park Arena. Burrard's coming off that double overtime victory in Game 3 to have the 2-1 series lead. Tuesday night, tonight, Evan, from QPA at historic Queen's Park Arena. Burrard's at Bellies. Who you got? I'm somewhat hoping the Bellies win this because they, they lose. They might start blaming it on the black mesh. Mm. Like the, the Burrard gets to that after Game 1. Uh, but... Uh, no, give me give me the Brards. I I just got a better feeling oh, about man. them. I put the I thought you were taking the bellies for sure. I'd already put them down in my little notes, and then I had to delete it and change it. You sure you want to pick Maple Ridge, Evan? I am taking Maple Ridge. Okay, uh, now this one here is is a bit of a a unique one. We're recording on a Monday. This game is actually happening tonight, so. We put the ske- we put the game picks out on social media before we recorded on Sunday. We do have a, a few people have made their picks already. Unfortunately, this game hell, will already have been played by the time that you hear this podcast, but there was really no other game. The BC final is over, so those teams are sitting until August the 16th until they play a Mintel Cup game. So we decided to pick a game from the U19 World Championships in Peterborough. Uh, you selected Peter or Puerto Rico at the Haudenosaunee. Evan, who we got? This is the toughest one of the entire week, actually, because you don't know what the makeup of these teams are. You can't look back because there's not a single player that was here there four years ago. And when you try and look at comparative games, they're both three and zero. And when you look at comparative games, well, they beat this team by 22, but they beat this team by 21. So there's not really anything to differentiate. And some are questioning Puerto Rico, but the, the, the key is is that a lot of these are Puerto Ricans that are living, say, in New York or whatnot, um, and they've gone to some fabulous schools. Ooh, just so we get a differentiating pick, give me the upset. Give me Puerto Rico. <laughs> Say that one more time for me, Evan. Give me your give me your best. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Okay, you get Puerto Rico. Uh, I'm going to take my girlfriend's, one of her daughters, has a teammate uh, that she plays for the Semi-Ami Rock with. Her name is Callie. I don't know her last name. Shout out to Callie, who is on the Haudenosaunee team back there in Peterborough. And And I'm not picking against her. She's a heck of a player. Give me the Iroquois Nationals, First Nations, Haudenosaunee, you name it. I'm taking them to beat Puerto Rico. One more time for me, Evan, please. Puerto Rico. 
I'm probably still botching it. Ah, that's no, no, it's, no that's that's good. It, it's better when you do botch it. Um, okay, so picks are in. Should we run through them one more time here? We're both taking the Raiders. That was a rhetorical question. We're both taking the Raiders. We're both taking Orangeville. You are taking Puerto Rico. I am taking the Haudenosaunee. We're both taking Six Nations. We're both taking Maple Ridge. Um, all right. So one pick different. That's it. That's It's going to be tight down the stretch, isn't it? Well, we got to. That's the other thing we have not even discussed now, Evan. When when the chancellor stepped in, you were going to be responsible for picking the losers' punishment, if I recall correctly. Now, oh, you could have seen what it was. Now, I couldn't possibly do that one between us because, like, I could do it if it was you, but I couldn't do it if it was me. But yeah, <laughs> uh, well, what, what, then explain yourself now. What are you talking about? Okay, so what I was basically kind of looking at was having, getting it, see if I could organize it that one of you two could do the opening ball drop in a WLA game. But for you, it would be, say, in Victoria with either a Shamrock's jersey on or Tarps off, one of the two. Oh, it'd definitely <laughs> right? be jersey on. Not until 2020 are the Tarps coming off him. Not until 2020. And we'd find something equivalent for, for the Chancellor, but yeah. That's what was the original thought of the of the punishment was going to be. Okay, well, now we're going to have to think of something new because you're actually in this. Uh, so we're going to have to discuss that. We won't do it now. Maybe we'll leave it up uh, to the listeners to decide our fate. Uh, if you have any suggestions, fire them our way. Uh, so we're tied. We got one differentiating pick going into this week. We'll see how it all shakes out. You want to win yourself a cowboy hat? Make your selections, follow us along at Shemlax, at PXP, the number four sports, or at Lax Klaus. Make your picks, and if you do the best, like Stu Job did last week, you win yourself a cowboy hat from Stampede Tack and Western Wear. A few more minutes to go here on Lax Klaus. Let's get to news and notes here, Evan. Uh, World Indoor Lacrosse Championship schedule has come out. Finally, the we saw, we kind of saw it leak out a little bit. The official schedule is now out if you want to find that uh, via the Langley Event Center website or the World Indoor Lacrosse Championships website. Find them on their Twitter feed as well. It's all there for you. Um, we talked a lot about free agent signings. Anyone really jump off the page at you? I know Jeremy Thompson signed. Angus Goodleaf. Vancouver went out and signed a bunch of free agents. Uh, anybody you want to Dan discuss? Dawson yeah, Dan Dawson one. in Toronto. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to yeah. mention him. Yeah, I mean, Dawson is an interesting fit. They've got a lot of players on the right side. Are they using him? Or is the purpose here more of a guy that's you know going to be bigger, be able to set better picks? Because Dawson does shoot a fair amount from distance, which every one of his teammates does, so that's not really filling the need. But it is a two-year commitment, so mm. maybe this is the last two years we see of da- Dawson. Maybe not. Who knows? The guy has played the way he played last year. Who knows how long he will yeah, That'll so. be his 20th year in the league if he plays out his two-year contract. That is nuts. Um, three-star selection. I was at Queens Park the other night for game two, and Birds won that game 12-8. to eight. Doby had six points in that game. Keegan Ball had six points in that game. They gave two out of the three stars, I think the second and first star, to the Salmon Bellies. In a, I don't know who's picking the stars there in New West. I 
I tend to pick them pretty much everywhere I announce. I don't know who's picking them, but how you tell me how if you're. What I want to say here is if you're responsible, I don't care if you're in Saskatchewan or Brampton, wherever. If you're the guy responsible for picking three stars, take a little more pride in your job. Robert Church named the three-star award winner for the WLA, but you explain to me how a guy gets first star, second star in a losing effort when a guy had the same amount of points on the winning team. Right. I mean, that that's the other possibility is that if, you know, if a guy had a crazy night, but his team still lost, okay, first star still. Sure. Because it is the best individual performance, right? Or if, you know, I could look at it if you had two very unbalanced teams, but one guy from the, the losing team who just got killed still had a crazy point night. Yeah. Maybe you look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's subjective, right? But. Unfortunately, far too often, yeah. it's done by homers that are trying to please a hometown crowd. And give the goaltenders and, um, a little more love once in a while as well. And the D. Yeah. And like, the, seriously, yeah. like, Graham Hosick could win a star of the game almost every time he plays. Like, I watched this guy all summer long. I honestly did not realize how good he is because we don't – I just don't get to see Rochester probably as much as I'd like to, especially not live. But watching him with the Shamrocks this summer has been a marvel. Like, the guy is incredible. Um, so, three-star selection. Take your job a little bit more seriously, please. Um, WA All-Star teams. I don't have a huge issue with too many of the selections, um, but I, it's more about the guys who are left off more than anything. Like, Dane Stevens is on there. I don't think he was in the top 10 in scoring. His team didn't make the playoffs. Uh, John Phillips, I can get my head around. Yeah, this is the problem you have when you have the teams voting on this stuff, not media or outsiders Mm. voting on this stuff, is that it's I'm focused on my team or I hate these guys, so there's no way I'm putting any of their guys on there even if they deserve it. Um, Well, what happens is each team nominates, I think, two guys – and then there's a pool of players, and then they vote on those players. And once they have that pool of players, you can't vote for your own team is how it works. Even so, I mean, if it should honestly be left up to people no, outside. I agree. Seven because then it's just like, oh, I'm friends with this guy, so I'm not going to vote for him. And I'm not friends with this guy, so I'm going to vote for like, – it's, it's, it's not the way – to do it, um, so a little little issue there. Uh, my, my my friend uh, over there on the island brought that to my attention, so I wanted to make sure I address that because I said I would. Uh, don't forget minor lacrosse nationals starting August the twentieth. If you're listening across the country, you can't make the trip out to come watch your kid play, or you got a family member or a friend that's going to be competing. All the games will be available for you webcast right on lacrosse. TV every single I think there's like 82 games in a five day stretch we're going to stream them all for you at lacrosse TV um, games should be up for purchase pretty quickly we'll be promoting uh, if you're looking to sponsor the webcast get in touch with me we'll make it all happen uh, August the 20th from Coquitlam Minor Nationals uh, do you got an update from the U19 how's Canada doing I thought they took a weapon against USA last night didn't they Right, yeah. So Canada finished second in the group. They were two and one. U.S. was three and zero. Oh. Um, what's going to happen? They still got a few round robin games to sort out on Monday here. Then starting on Tuesday, in effect, there's a final sixteen that plays off for the championship. 
once again, you got to expect Canada and the U.S. to kind of cruise through this. Um, although Canada didn't have the easiest time against Australia. Yeah, in their seven, round five, round. I think, in that seven, one. Seven, yeah. five. Yep. And it was tied for the longest time. So that semifinal for Canada is going to be interesting. And then when you get to a one-game final, you never know. Should the Americans win it? Yeah, they should. But the Americans should have won it four years ago, too, and they didn't. Mm, so yeah. who knows? Yep, uh, the game is growing. It's going to take a while for you know developing countries to get on the level of Team Canada and, and Team USA. No question about it. But this is the the growing pains that you got to go through to get there. So good on all the young female waxers uh, getting after it there in Peterborough. And uh, shout out to Lacrosse Sports Network for webcasting all those games for free. Mind you, maybe nice to have uh, an announcer or two for for Team Canada games since they are the host country. I get you can't have play-by-play guys for every single game. Uh, maybe Blue Division, you know, the the top four teams. I don't know. Figure it out. But good on them for for putting it out there free of charge for the fans to watch on on LSN. Uh, I think that's it, Evan. You got anything else you want to get off your chest here before we get out of here? For episode 39. No, I just need to start getting on the road to Banff later tonight. Yes, you're on vacation. <laughs> Thanks for uh, hanging out here, getting it done before you take off. Um, I'm off to the gym, man. It's a holiday here on Monday, but uh, no days off, Evan. Back in the gym after we wrap up here. Another big week ahead as uh, we work towards hashtag tarps off 2020, man. Good show. Oh, I know. You and you and Tyson. Now, I'm stunned that Tyson actually managed to make a TV appearance with the tank top on. Down there and in Cali. And Disneyland in some shirt that, yeah, I wouldn't exactly go to Disneyland with, but, yeah, that, he's starting to wear clothes. We're happy. Yeah, that looked, uh, that looked like a pretty good time down there in Huntington for the USA Boxland Nationals, and a, and a good job from Tyson uh, Working with those guys down there, growing the game for sure. Let's uh, let's get out of here. A big thanks to our sponsors, of course, in Associated Labels and Packaging, Pure Vital Labs, and Stampede Tech in Western Wear. Thanks to Mike Poulin and Tyler Pace for coming on the program. And, of course, the biggest thanks goes out to you, our loyal listener, for tuning in to Lax Class every single week right here on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Smash that subscribe button, then you never have to worry about it again. It gets delivered right to your phone. If you need some help with that, follow us on social media. We will walk you through the process. It's quite easy, but I know some people struggle with it. At Shemlax, at PXP for Sports, at Lax Class is where you can find us. Now, we got to go. For Evan Sheminauer, I've been Jake Elliott, and for the fastest game on two feet, and for the creator, enjoy the games, everybody.